Welcome to Level Up with Dave, the podcast designed for anyone that is interested in daily personal growth. I, of course, am your host, David Estes. Please hit the subscribe button if you have not already so that you never miss an episode. And just a reminder to check out last week's episode where we had a good friend of the podcast, Sarah Whiting, come on the show and we had discussed the power of building meaningful relationships and that how that can help you level up so many different areas of your life. Uh, please check it out. It's now our most played episode and I'm really excited because I think it was an awesome conversation that everyone should hear. On today's episode, we are going to be talking about raising your standards to a new level. All right, so we hear people talk about what their standards are in terms of what they look for and want in a person you know, like physically, for example, or financially, uh, or the seats that they choose at a sporting event or concert, or for some, it's, you know, I only fly first class. Others, it's eating at the most expensive three-star Michelin restaurant in town. Uh, For others, it's, you know, lower standards of, oh, we only travel once a year, Uh, We go out to eat once a month and there's nothing wrong with the high standards or the low standards. Everyone has different standards and these standards all represent the bare minimum to what someone will allow something to get to. And anything below that level is just not good enough, right? So the, the thing is determining where are your standards and why are your standards where they are? For many of us, it's just something that is passed along from our childhood. This is what we grew up with. This is what we know. This is now what we want as the standard for our life. Some people will rise below that. And, you know, typically most will rise above the standards that they grew up with. And that's what you want to see, right? You want to see the future generations of your family doing better than you did. As a dad now, that is what I want for my son. I want him to outdo me in every single aspect of life. But of course, I want to keep pushing myself to keep you know, raising my standards, and then hopefully it's something that he picks up on, and then he could do the same thing for his kids in the future. So most of us have numerous areas of life where we could raise our standards, right? And there's standards for so many different things for life. I mean, we could talk about this for an hour. I just kind of thought of five most common areas of life that most people would like to raise their standards. And these five are So number one, financial, and everyone talks about finance all the time and how they want to improve their finance. If you are a millionaire, you want to be a multimillionaire. If you're making 50,000 a year, you want to make 100,000 a year, right? So everyone always talks about wanting to improve their finances. But really what it is, is what are you comfortable earning in a year currently, right? And what is your self-worth? So if you have been making 70, 75 a year and in you, and your head as a kid, you thought that, oh, once I hit 80, I'm going to be good. So you could see how you're programmed now to kind of be coasting. You're at this place where you're making what you had always thought would be a high end goal and you're and you're comfortable and you just live in that standard. And if you're OK with that, then that's great. But what I really want to focus on in this episode is identifying where your standards are and why they're there and if you're happy with that. All right, so number one is financial. Number two, shelter, right? So I say shelter and not specifically a home or house because in most cities, specifically here in Denver, I drive by blocks of where we call it, you know, tent city, where, I mean, you have 15, 20, 30, if not more tents on one single block, 
right? So these people, again, I'm not saying that this is what they like and this is what they want, but this is their current standard of living. So what is your current standard of living? Is it living in a house with three other people and paying as little as possible so that you can then put that money towards other things like travel and food and hobbies and activities, right? Again, nothing wrong with that, but where shelter is what you live in, whether it's a tent on the street or a mansion in LA where all the celebrities live. Number three, your health. So this includes the nutrition that you receive on a day-to-day basis. And remember, nutrition is anything that you put into your body, including sunshine, supplements, food, right? That is what nutrition is. Your health also includes your stress levels. So many of us are stressed, anxious, and depressed. Uh, Another one is the amount that you choose to exercise on a day-to-day basis. And what kind of exercises do you do? You know, is it in the gym? Uh, Is your standard of I make it into the gym two times a week? Or is your standard I do something to move my body seven days a week? How connected to nature are you? That definitely connects your health. We had a previous guest, Adam, where we talked about ancestral living. And he talked about a study where people's blood pressure would go down just by sitting outside in nature for an hour. Right? How cool is that? So nature is something that we can use to help our health. But where is your current standard of your health? Relationships is the next one. What is your standard here? And I'm talking about romantic relationships, as well as platonic relationships, family relationships. Is it you know, someone that is at least someone respectful to you or just someone that is authentic, honest, and respectful of you when it comes to romantic relationships. Do they subtract to your life and keep subtracting and subtracting and talk down to you and put you down? Or do they add to your life on a daily basis? All right, that's relationships. Number five, the last one is leisure and social interactions. Now that includes concerts, travel, sporting events, restaurant outings, and so on. This also can include, you know, hobbies like sports, playing, for me, for example, I play ice hockey, right? There's a lot of a lot of different things to do here in Colorado, from mountain biking to road biking to outdoor climbing, indoor climbing, the list goes on and on. And of course, we have snowboarding, skiing. So where are your standards with your social interactions, as well as the things that you do for fun? So these are the five categories that I think are all somewhat intertwined together. And then, of course, they spill out into all other parts of your life. And the reason for that is because if you go through each one specifically, like financial, well, the things that you or the amount that you earn in a year is going to dictate your leisure and social interactions. It's also going to affect your shelter where you live. It can also affect your health because... Now you're not stressed about paying for that gym membership or paying for that you know, season of soccer or hockey that you wanna play. Uh, it can also affect relationships. So many relationships get into issues and then end up getting divorced or separated due to uh, finance, right? So financial is a big one. Uh, health, the same thing. If you're not healthy, you can't walk, for example, or you're obese, it's very difficult for you to take trips, right? So travel becomes an issue. Uh, It then becomes, it's a catch 22 for your health as well, because you want to maybe get into shape, you want to start doing things, but you don't know where to start. And you're now in in such bad shape and in so much pain that you can't 
do that, right? And, and you want to go to see a chiropractor and an acupuncturist and work with a trainer, but you can't afford it because now the finance is also a problem, right? So you see how these are all intertwined, of course. So with that said, again, like the first one of the first questions I asked is what are your standards? More importantly, once you identify your standards, how can you raise your standards? So one of the things that you can do is, as always, grab a piece of paper and a pen, or if you have like a journal, grab that and write out these five standards that we discussed, right? Financial, shelter, health, relationships, and leisurely social interactions, All right? Write out those five and identify what yours are and kind of then go deeper, maybe on the next page, write them out again and, and try and figure out why they are what they are. And now the next step is going to be raising your standards and figuring out what you want them to be, right? Maybe with, you know, two out of these five, you're happy with your standards and you don't want to raise them, but the other three you really want to raise. So there are two proven steps to raise your standards and begin living the life of your dreams. Step one, determine how you think about yourself. This is such a big one. If you want real change, you have to be willing to do your part to upgrade your standards. And it starts with asking yourself, honestly, who you are. Your beliefs create your world. What do you believe about yourself? Are you a winner or are you always a step behind? Are you the life of the party or are you more reserved and kind of think, ah, oh, if I'm not there, no one's even going to notice. Answering this question and discovering what your true beliefs about yourself are is critical because this is your identity, right? This is what, this is what you have set your standard to about yourself. And the fact is we are hardwired to follow through on who we believe we are, right? If we think we are a C student, for the most part, we are going to receive those C grades. If we think that we suck at sports, we are going to suck at sports. That's why manifestations are so big. And I'm sure you guys have heard, or if you haven't heard, um, look up different basketball players discussing how, well, they've done these studies of basketball players who just kind of visualize shooting three-pointers and then the other ones that, that practice it actually physically. And what they have come to find is that the ones that visualize them shooting the shots have shown to have had more success after that practice versus the ones that physically practiced it. So it's pretty cool. Uh, consider someone who wants to quit smoking. They may say to themselves, I'm going to do my best to stop smoking. But I've always been a smoker. My mom was a smoker. My dad was a smoker. Even my grandma and grandpa were smokers. It doesn't matter how hard they try. If their identity is that they are a smoker, smoker, excuse me, smoker, then that's just what they're going to continue to be. And the days until this person starts smoking again, if they quit for a week, are numbered because they're just not raising the standard for what they think of themselves when it comes to smoking. Step two break through these limiting beliefs, right? Now that you have identified your limiting beliefs, you got to break through them. So most people, if they look at how they are living their lives today, will find that this set of limiting beliefs about themselves was created when they were a kid, right? For some of us, that's 10, 20, 30, 50 years ago. In fact, many of us made decisions when we were the kids about what we want to believe and what we are capable of and who we are as a person. And that became the glass ceiling that controls us. Right, glass ceiling meaning standards, once again. Right, we kind of look up and we're like, all right, this is this is the best that I can do because this is my standard. But are you the same person you were back then? Right? If you're 50 right now, are you the same person you were when you were seven? Are you the same person that you were even a year ago, right? Or even even two weeks ago? Human beings change constantly because we are driven by growth 
and self-improvement. You naturally want to raise your standards. Only your limiting beliefs are what hold you back. So many people start, stop working to break through that glass ceiling. They just chalk it up to that's just the way it is. That's just how my life is. That's just who I am. But ironically, when you do this, you're actually denying who you really are. You're living under a false identity that is based off of false beliefs that you adopted in the past years and years and years ago. So how do you define yourself? And when do you start to believe that? How many years ago did you decide that you could and or what you could and could not do in your life? Don't you think that it's time to raise the standard, turn your shoulds into musts and give yourself a new freaking identity? Isn't that exciting? So write these five categories again and go through the steps that I had told you to do, right? And then take it a little bit further. Here's a few other things that you could do when, when you are doing the exercise, the written portion of this exercise. Number one, uh, ask yourself what you truly want. The first step in improving your standards is getting clarity. If you don't have clarity, you can't move on. You need to figure out what your priorities are in life and what you truly want. So the truth is many of us end up settling for what we think we can get instead of what we want. In fact, it can be surprisingly uncomfortable to even admit to yourself what you want because deep down, we're often so afraid that we can't have it. But just remember, one man's unrealistic is already another's reality. The other thing is, ask yourself how you want to be treated. Self-respect is going to be your best friend when raising your standards. And that means some clear boundary setting. What are your expectations? Know the rules of your club, right? Pretend like your life is a club and know the rules of this club. You need to get crystal clear on behaviors that you will and won't accept in your life and then hold yourself and others accountable to this. It can help to think of times you have felt uncomfortable in the past and how you may have allowed others to overstep these boundaries and these rules. When people don't abide by your deal breakers, there need to be consequences. And the truth is, is that boundaries aren't always easy to uphold. They're very tough to uphold. It may mean learning to become more assertive. It may mean removing yourself from certain situations and leaving behind certain people, which can be really difficult. Number three, decide what you will say no to. This is a great one and something that I have been currently practicing is knowing when to say no. Right? If you're tired, do you want to drink that energy drink or that coffee and, and you know commit to your plans and go out with people? Or do you have to give yourself a rest? Right? When we say yes to anything and everything in life, it's going to mean saying no to other things. That can include certain opportunities that are no longer right for us, certain roles that you currently play but have outgrown, certain behaviors that are pulling you down, and certain habits that are doing you absolutely no favors. Saying no is very powerful, right? Particularly when it requires saying no to people, and especially people that you usually say yes to. When we quickly burden ourselves with the expectations of others, right, but you're only one person, you can't do it all. So you can't grow and rise above where you currently are without letting go of what you are not anymore. Number four, cultivate a better mindset. This is a huge one. So adopting a growth mindset is not just essential in your life, it's critical. Those people with a growth mindset understand that knowledge can be acquired and intelligence can be developed. With a growth mindset, people focus on improvement instead of worrying about how smart they are. They work hard to learn more and get smarter. A growth mindset thrives on challenge and sees failure not as evidence of an unintelligence, but as a heartening springboard for growth and for stretching our existing abilities. 
Number five, learn something new. If you want to raise the standards, we need to be forever learning. That is a huge thing is adding skills will allow you to take the next steps and also improve your self-worth and confidence. Learning changes your brain chemistry and makes you better at handling change. It can boost your confidence and generally makes you a more well-rounded and interesting person with much more to offer. It might be a course you take, a skill you want to develop, or a hobby you feel like trying. It matters less what you learn and more that you are expanding your horizons. Number six, push your comfort zone. In the words of George Adair, everything you've ever wanted is sitting on the other side of fear. We are all very fearful, every single one of us, but raising your standards will require stepping into that fear a little bit more and trying to make friends with that fear, or at the very least, get comfortable with being uncomfortable. You guys, it took me a year and a half or not more to start this podcast just because I was uncomfortable with it because it's something that I've never done. And of course, in my head, you know, you get the imposter syndrome of who's going to listen to this, right? But one day I just said, you know what, I want to do this because I want to do this because this is going to push me to grow. And if one person listens to this once a week and they get something out of it, amazing, right? If nobody listens to it, I had fun doing this. And of course, I'm myself am leveling up and growing my life and getting out of my comfort zone. So ask yourself, right? What do you say no to out of fear? Many opportunities are waiting to the other uh, on the other side of that. Lean on better habits. So turning to habits can help support us when we're trying to raise our standards. As the author of Atomic Habits, James Clear points out, the majority of our habits we don't even think about anymore. By the time we become adults, we rarely notice the habits that are running our lives. Most of us never give a second thought to the fact that we tie the same shoe first each morning or unplug the toaster after each use or always change into comfortable clothes after getting home from work. After decades of mental programming, we automatically slip into these patterns of thinking and acting. So changing your habits is most likely going to involve a combination of installing a more healthy routine and trying to ditch certain bad habits. Right, And then take care of your body, mind, and soul. Self-care is a lot more than just a hashtag on Instagram or lighting a candle when you take a bath while you listen to Enya. It's about how you show yourself the respect that you deserve. It is treating yourself with high standards so that you can achieve higher standards. That means covering all the basics like getting enough sleep, trying to eat well to nourish your body the best way that you can, and exercising to stay as healthy as possible. It's about discovering practices and techniques that make you feel cared for and not waiting for someone else to do it for you. That might be starting a journaling practice, a gratitude practice, meditation, mindful movement, etc. Self-care is multidimensional and is all about giving yourself what you most need to thrive. And also, I mean, think of it this way. If you're not going to take care of yourself and honor and respect yourself, you can't expect others to do that as well. You have to Treat yourself first and foremost the way that you want others to treat you as well. Typically, we don't do that. And finally, and this is a big one, be sure to celebrate your progress. Right? Be sure to celebrate your progress even if it's the smallest wins. Right? Say you want to start waking up at 5 a.m. and currently you wake up at 9 a.m. Well, if you can start by, okay, you know what? The next day I'm going to wake up at 8.55, right? five minutes early or 10 minutes early whatever you feel comfortable with, and you get up, celebrate that. Because after a few weeks, 
that starts to accumulate. And now you're waking up at eight. And before you know it, you're at that five o'clock mark. You know, whether it takes you two months, three months, or even five months to get there, you'll get there. But you have to celebrate the little wins along the way. And that you could apply that to anything. You could apply that to weight loss, uh, you know, building a business. Always celebrate the little wins during the day. It feels good. And personally, I'm not a you know big fan of prescribing the goals under the strict timelines because then if you don't hit that timeline within five days or 10 days, you feel like a failure. So that is why I think that it's great to extend these goals out. And even if it means making those 1% daily changes. So everyone is different. And, you know, there comes down to the earlier point about having self-awareness and knowing what works best for you. Some people prefer strict goals to focus on while others will find them unnecessary and just you know give them too much pressure and anxiety but regardless remember to stop and take notice of all of your achievements along the way give yourself credit we're usually too critical of ourselves and we need to remind ourselves of our effort in order to stay motivated you're not going to improve your standards magically overnight it never happens like that so you need to recognize and praise yourself along the way all right guys that's all i got for today's episode Hopefully this episode meets your standards of this podcast. See what I did there? Uh, if you enjoy this content and got something out of it, uh, please share it with someone that you think can benefit from this as well. And if you haven't already, please leave the podcast an honest rating and review. That is what is going to help grow this podcast. And remember this, you're one step closer today than you were yesterday. So keep it up. Thank you for listening. I appreciate each and every one of you. And let's keep leveling up together.